We want to grow in prayer. We want our prayer life to be consistent and genuine and from the heart. And we've seen that the key to growing in prayer is depending on our Heavenly Father. But prayer is even richer than that, even richer than depending on our Heavenly Father. To really grow in prayer, we need to delight in our Heavenly Father. I want you to see today that when, you, when we delight in our God, we will want to pray and it'll change how we pray. A couple of weeks ago, we heard King David pray, You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. He was genuine and passionate. He prayed from the heart because he was praying to his God. He had a personal relationship with this God. And today, as we look at Psalm 145, another psalm, written by King David. He's talking about his God, and it's so obvious, so obvious that he delights in his God. Every verse is about how good his God is. Firstly, he delights in God's power. He says, Great is the Lord, and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. His power is shown in his mighty acts, in his great deeds. For he created the world out of nothing by his word. He says, one generation will tell the next. Tell of your mighty acts so that the next generation knows. Knows how he created the world, yes, but also how he redeemed his people out of Egypt and gave them the land. And then in verse 11, he says, You've established your everlasting kingdom. Your power is so great, you rule forever. Way back in 2001, I first preached on this psalm, Psalm 145. And I was looking for some example of uh, what is it, who, who is it who's got the most power and is so, is so the most glorious. You know, the example back then, it was President George W. Bush. He was Time's Person of the Year. My other example was the Australian cricket team. I preached again on this psalm in, in 2011 here at uh, Currajong in North Richmond. But they weren't powerful anymore. President George W. Bush and the Australian cricket team? No. Well, now even more. America is just not as powerful, are they? They've been weighed laid, weighed low by this COVID-19. And the Australian cricket team? Well, no one's playing any sport at the moment. And yet David says, Your kingdom, O God. Because of your power, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And David sees that power and he delights in that power. But it's not just God's power, is it, that delights him. It's God's love. You see there in verse 8, The Lord is compassionate, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. 
You, Lord, lift up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them what they need. And not just all things, but especially his people. See there in verse 18, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Can you fathom this? The God who created everything with his word, he listens to my words. He listens to your words. Isn't that extraordinary? No wonder King David delights in his God, in his power and his love. He is a God worth delighting in. And you and I, we should delight in him even more. For we see his power and his love even more than King David did. For yes, he was the creator, but the creator showed his power by becoming a creature. And Jesus, when he was on earth, showed God's power, didn't he? In his miraculous works, in his mighty deeds. And yet out of his great love, he died. Died for us and he has now received all power so that his father has adopted us. His God is our God. His father is our father. And so we see God's power and his love. David delighted in his God. And we have even more reason to delight, don't we? To delight in our Father. You and I, we delight in many things in life, don't we? There's the simple pleasures of life. The sun on your back. A warm wood fire in your home. A beautiful meal, sitting down, enjoying a good novel. There's the more profound delights in life. For many of us, the love of our mothers. Love for our children our friendships, your husband or your wife. And some of those delights we don't appreciate, do we, until we lose them. Going outside and seeing friends, our health, or if you lose someone you love. Those things are all worth delighting in, aren't they? But there is someone more wonderful, someone more worth delighting in. And we will never lose him. David said in Psalm 63, Your love is better than life. And our Father, we should delight in him more than anything else. In fact, he expects us to delight in him more than anything else. You remember the greatest commandment Jesus said is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord. And when we begin to delight in our God, when we grow in delighting in our God, we will grow in prayer because we will want to pray to the one we delight in. Imagine a married couple for a moment whose love has grown stale. 
It's not that there's abuse in their marriage. It's not that there's great conflict. It's not that there are great storms they're going through. It's just grown stale. They no longer delight in one another. They simply take one another for granted. Well, what advice would you give them? What would you suggest? They need to cultivate their love, their delight again, don't they? They need to stop taking each other for granted. They need to learn to appreciate each other again, to delight in each other again. I think for most of us, we don't struggle to pray, to want to pray, because there's a conflict between us and God, because there's a great storm that we're going through. We've just grown stale in our delight for God. We take him for granted. And what do we need to do? We need to cultivate our delight in God. How do you do that? Well, I need to dwell upon God's power. Dwell upon his love shown to me in Jesus. We need to read through this psalm and pray about each line. Maybe you could choose three of the verses in this psalm and memorize them and delight in them. Each time you read the Bible and, and so you ask, what does this part of the Bible mean and what should I do? Well, what about asking, what is there here to delight in? What do I learn here about God that is just delightful? Maybe you've got a favourite Christian song. Maybe you could look through the YouTube playlist on our website to give you an opportunity to dwell on our great God and to delight in him. Even if you don't think you've grown stale in your love and delight in God, even if you don't think you're taking him for granted. Verse 3, do you remember, says, His greatness no one can fathom. So there's always so much more to delight in, in our God. When we delight in our God, we will grow in prayer because we want to spend time with him. And we'll be confident too, won't we, that we can depend upon him in prayer because of his power and his love. But delighting in God won't just mean that we want to pray. It'll actually change how we pray. For as well as depending upon God, as well as asking him for our needs, we'll want to express our delight in God. Express our delight in praise and in thanks. We saw last week that prayer, the word prayer in the Bible just means asking. That central to prayer is depending upon God for everything. It's central to prayer. But prayer is more than asking as well. It's not just depending upon God in everything. In Psalm 145, every line, David is delighting in his God. And he calls on others to delight in his God. But he also expresses that delight to God. Verse 1, he says, I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. He wants to praise God to others, but he wants to praise 
God to God. And that's right through the Bible, isn't it? Especially in the climax of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, God's people praise God. I don't know about you, but I love it when we get together for church and we sing his praises. I miss that. But it needs to be part of my prayer life. It needs to be part of your prayer life too, doesn't it? When you delight in God, you tell him that. Imagine a husband who delighted in his wife but never told her. Imagine parents who delighted in their child but never told them. When you delight in God, you'll want to pray and it changes how you pray. You'll praise him. How can we grow in praising God in our prayer life? Oh, when I see the beauty of what he has made, the sunrise, the flowers, the rolling hills of our area, I need to praise him. There's an opportunity. When I see spiritual growth in others, when I see them love other people, I need to praise him. And as I read the Bible and I ask, what is it here that I can delight in about God? I then need to praise him for that. As I delight in God, as you delight in God, it needs to change how we pray. We need to praise him and not just praise him for who God is and what he's done. When we delight in God, we'll thank him as well. God's people are thankful people. Colossians 1, they are overflowing with thankfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5, we heard it today, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Every time God blesses you, thank him. When God blesses you through someone else, thank him. Mother's Day is a prime opportunity for us to do that, isn't it? We thank our mothers and we need to thank God for our mothers. And as we read the Bible, as we ask, how has God blessed me? We need to thank him. Finally, even when I cultivate this delight in God, even when I, I look out for things to praise him with and to thank him for, I actually need to plan. I need to plan to grow in praise and thanks in my prayer life. I use an app on my phone to help me to pray. It's called Prayer Mate. I think it's a great tool for helping me to remember, for prompting me, about things and people to pray for. It helps me to depend upon God in everything. I've entered people that I want to pray for, and I pray for them as a result regularly. Every day it gives me a list, a different list of who to pray for. But as I've been reading this Growing in Prayer book, as I've been doing these devotions that we've been doing, I've realized that I... I need to plan to pray, not just to depend upon God in my prayers, but I need to plan to pray to delight in God in prayer. 
Maybe that sounds a bit organised or, or, or planned to you and not spontaneous, but we do need to plan, don't we, to grow in prayer. So now I've made lists on, on my in my app about why I should praise God, about who he is and what he's done. Things that I need to thank him for, all his blessings, so that I'm reminded and prompted to praise him and to thank him. Some of you might like to keep a record of things that you've prayed for and that have been answered. That'll help you to thank God for those answers. And every Christian, I reckon, if you depend upon God for everything you need, if you delight in him and want to praise him and thank him, then surely you'll pray to thank him at every meal. For he's provided it. For you. How will we grow in prayer? We'll grow in prayer when we learn to depend upon our Father in everything. But not just that. We will grow in prayer when we delight in our God. When we look out, when we learn in the Bible things about our God that are simply worth delighting in. And we'll learn to praise and to thank him for truly his greatness no one can fathom. Let's pray to him now. Our Heavenly Father, to grow in prayer we need to depend upon you and delight in you. Father, truly your greatness no one can fathom. So Father, help us to to see and perceive and understand and love your greatness, your power and your love more and more. And as we delight in you, we pray that we would want to pray to you and that it would change our prayers so that, yes, we do depend upon you in everything, but we also turn our delight into praise and thanks. And Father, we pray this prayer not because we deserve for you to answer, but because you've had mercy to us in Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.